gratis en Delegaciones Baugan y en librerías y puntos de venta autorizados. English with Richard Brown. to the Monday edition of English. English with me, Richard Brown. Before we get started, though, I need to just remind you that we have a whole bunch of fabulous new shows here on Vaughan Radio uh, during the afternoons from, 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 from 3.30 to, uh, to around, well, just uh, till when Kyle's show starts at 6. At 3.30, we have the fabulous Natasha Pasqua with Back to Basics. Then at 4.30 we have Listening In on English with the one and only Lucia Fraile, followed by The Hour to Empower with Jessica Groove. And finally, before Kyle takes the helm, we have Blah Blah Live with Rob and Marmin. So stick around, check those new shows out. They're absolutely great. Uh, we're delighted to have all these guys working with us here at Vaughan Radio. Um, so without further ado, you know the score. This is the show where we rip words apart. Today's word is going to be the word crane. Let's go.
Okay, so I love that guitar. We're going to look at the word crane, C-R-A-N-E, which has two basic meanings as a noun. The first of which, of course, is a, a structure which uh, quite often litters the skyline of any big metropolis. Because a crane, of course, is una grua. Cranes are very cleverly designed things using very simple technology, really, uh, used for lifting and moving heavy materials, particularly heavy building materials. Yeah, cranes. Um, they, we see them all over the place. Where do we see them? Well, we usually see them on building sites. On building sites or construction sites. Okay. Um, a crane basically comprises. To comprise means to consist of. Que por cierto, no decimos to consist in. Sino to consist of. It comprises, it consists of uh, really two basic parts. First, you have, of course, the upright part of the crane. The upright, upright is basically another way of saying vertical. Actually, this word came up in a show, I think last week or the one before. Um, it means vertical, vertical, upright. So you have the upright part of a crane, which is called the mast, M-A-S-T, the mast of the crane, just like the mast of a ship, of a sailing ship, de un velero. The mast, of course, is el, el mastil, yeah? a mast. We also talk about uh, a communications mast, which is basically the, the a communications tower. Right? Um, so the mast of a flag, which is where you fly a flag from. It's the upright flagpole, right? The mast. Um, so we have the mast, which is basically bolted. Yeah, with bolts. Um, it's attached, uh, to a very heavy concrete base known as a concrete pad it's very important that uh, the mast be attached to something that weighs a ton literally as we say to weigh a ton means it weighs a lot well actually they can weigh a lot more than a ton very often the concrete pad at the base of a crane of a crane structure at the base of a crane mast can weigh anything up to 181 tons, right? 181 tons. That is a lot of concrete. Now, of course, it's very important because uh, if it weren't bolted to these concrete pads, then uh, cranes would simply topple over. They would fall over. Sort of basic science, really. Yeah. Um, by the way, Notice I said up to 180 tons. Hasta. Aquí cuando hablamos de hasta un número, el número X, usamos up to. Y no until, que es hasta un punto en el tiempo. Um, I'll be here or I'll be away until Friday. 
Um, I won't be able to see you until next week. But aquí. These concrete bases, these concrete pads, can weigh up to 181 tons. Toneladas, tons. Sí, se escribe tones, con dos n's normalmente, aunque también se puede escribir con una sola, ¿ya? Tons. Tones o tons, ¿ya? Up to 181 tons. Okay, so we have the mast. Um, and then, towards the top of the crane, you have the horizontal. The horizontal uh, part of the crane, which is called the jib. J-I-B. It's, like, it's, it's the, uh, the horizontal arm, if you like, of the crane, which, of course, can move because cranes can rotate. Pueden girar. They can rotate. Rotate. They can rotate. Right? So you also have a kind of sort of a, a gear and motor um, mechanism to allow cranes to rotate. Right, so we have the we have the mast and then we have the jib. The jib is the uh, the lifting arm. So it's the, it's the longer arm of the crane because you also have the uh, the kind of counterweight or the counter arm, the counter jib uh which is shorter. Um which can which goes through the uh, the vertical mast and sticks out the other side. Yeah, there we have, you always find these big blocks of concrete, which act as counterweights in order to allow you to lift heavy weights with the lifting arm, with the jib, right? Um, cranes are pretty cool. I always thought when I was about six years old, five, six years old, uh, and I saw cranes, I always thought it would be a cool job to be a crane operator. Because sometimes you get to sit up in those, uh, you know, the operating or the crane operator cab or cabin right at the top of the crane. Basically, you're often attached to the jib itself. And you're right up there, out of harm's way. Well, I guess it could potentially be dangerous if it's windy, right? But yeah, you're up there in your own little world. You can just daydream all day long as you uh, move heavyweights from one place to another. So uh, that's cranes for you. Where, do, where else do we find cranes? Donde mas? Where else? Where else do we find cranes? We also find cranes at shipyards. Yeah, At shipyards, at ports, at docks or dockyards. Todo significa lo mismo. Los muelles, yeah? De un puerto. Yeah, uh, you find these huge. What are they? They're called gantry cranes, aren't they? Those huge cranes that are used to lift cargo containers off cargo ships and onto the land. Very often onto awaiting train stock. Yeah, or where they'll be picked up by lorries. Right? By, by trucks. But, um, we call them dockyards and people who operate cranes in a dockyard are called dockyard workers. You have a funny name in Spanish, uh, estibadores. Well, in English we can also say stevedores, yeah? But, uh, normally we call them dockyard workers.
and they're the ones who have to, well, they, they probably need quite a lot of training. Uh, it's probably quite a skilled job to be able to lift these cargo containers off cargo ships and position them in exactly the right place for them to be moved onto lorries, whatever. Or they may, might have to lift them directly onto rolling stock. Yeah? Rolling stock are trains. Yeah? Usually these, uh, these, uh, what are they called? Trucks. Train trucks, right? Okay. So that's the first meaning of train, grua. The second, of course, is very closely related, but is to be found in the animal world. Because the other meaning of grua, uh, of crane, sorry, is gruja, right? A crane is a bird. It's a wading bird. What does a wading bird mean? A wading bird is a bird that wades. I think in Spanish, uh, to wade, W-A-D-E, is badear. It means to walk through relatively shallow water. So you're not completely submerged. Of course, um, one characteristic cranes have are their long legs. We can call them long-legged birds. Now, this is interesting, legged, because it's one of these uh, exceptions in terms of its pronunciation. Normally, um, the ed at the end of uh, an adjective is not pronounced unless... The, the stem of the word, um, is or ends in a T or a D sound, right? Normally we don't say ed for adjectives that don't end in a T or a D sound, but there is a little list of exceptions. Actually, I published a list of uh, some of these exceptions about an hour ago on Twitter. So if you want to check that out, my Twitter is arroba r-b-r-o-w-n-s-w-e-a-t, right? Uh, and there you can see a nice long list of, well, it's not that long. I think we're talking about 10 or 11 words. They're all adjectives whose final syllable, the e-d, la e-d, is pronounced as a separate syllable. In fact, if we have time at the end of the show today, I can go through some of those Adjectives. But for the time being, we're just going to stick to legged, long legged, a long legged bird. So a bird with long legs. We don't say long legged. It's long legged bird. So, grujas, cranes are long legged birds. In fact, they look in a way similar to the shape of a construction crane right? Uh, because they have long legs, they're quite thin, and then they have a long bill. The bill is the beak, el pico, right? They have a long bill or a long beak, a long pointy beak, because of course with the point they <coughs> they stab the, the riverbed that they are wading in, they stab it, dong, 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 until they come across something to eat, some sort of worm or other underwater creature. So, cranes are long-legged, and they're also long-necked birds. They have a long neck. Some of them are migratory, flying over thousands of kilometers, yeah, to, to, in order to breed. But not all cranes are 
migratory. There's another bird which is quite similar um, called a heron, which in Spanish is known as a garza. Right? A garza. When you see what you think is a heron flying, if it's got its neck outstretched, then it is not a heron. It's a crane. Right? Cranes fly with their necks outstretched. Right? Outstretched here just means that it's kind of vertical, uh, sorry, horizontal, if you like, as they fly, sticking out. Whereas, mientras que, whereas herons don't. Herons fly with a crook in their neck. Está todo recogido el cuello de un, de una garza cuando vuela, right? Um, herons are actually considered to be one of the world's tallest flying birds. Y para volver a usar eso de up to, um, herons can grow up to 176 centimeters. There's never been a heron that's grown up to 177, it would appear. Anyway, they can grow up to 176 centimeters. So that's not that much shorter than I am. So you imagine a bird that size. That's a, a big bird. Cranes are monogamous. They just stick to one life partner. Unless that the other bird dies, of course. Right? Uh, and they also engage in spectacular mating dances when their mate is very beautiful to watch. Cranes as they they try to uh, well the, the courtship process of cranes as they try to attract a mate. Okay, so we have gruas, cranes, that you find on construction sites. We have grullas, these long-legged, wading birds. Another use of the word crane is to be found, of course, in the little insect, a crane fly, very, very, very common insect. A crane fly is a bit like an oversized mosquito with a quite long Legs. I think in Spanish you call them tipulas or zancudos, maybe, right? Tipulas, I think, is the word I've heard. A crane fly. You find them all over the place. To crane is also a verb. You can crane your neck. When you crane your neck, you stretch out your neck. Your neck is outstretched. Why do we crane our necks? Well, we crane our necks usually in order to see something, right? It's a bit like you, you might, if you're standing behind a wall and you can hear some noise on the other side of the wall, but you can't see over the wall, you might do one of two things in order to see over the wall. You might stand on tiptoe and you might crane your neck. So to crane your neck means estirar el, estirar el, el cuello. Yeah, to look over something. You might crane your neck if you're walking and um, um, taking part in a big demonstration, for example. And you can't see what's happening ahead, so you crane your neck to see if you can see over the other people's heads. We can crane forward as well, inclinarse hacia adelante. Again, stretching your neck out. It just, it's another way of saying to lean forward. Okay, so let's just, um, I think we've got time here. Yeah, we can look at these, uh, uh, or some of these 
adjective whose final syllable, the ed, is pronounced as a separate syllable. This is not normal. It's not the most common thing to do, but there are some exceptions. Legged is one. We talked about a long-legged bird. We can talk about a two-legged mammal. Yeah, uh, humans are two-legged mammals, aren't we? Yeah, somos bípedos, right? We are two-legged. Um, cats aren't. Cats aren't two-legged. They are four-legged, right? Um, if you're talking about a tripod, then of course it's a th- it's a, a, a three-legged uh, contraption to support your camera, for example. So. Two-legged, three-legged, four-legged. Pero siempre pronunciamos la e de como sílaba aparte. Another one you all know, of course, is naked. Yeah, we don't say naked, para desnudo. Um, they they uh, they went swimming naked. They ran naked down the high street before they were arrested, for example. Yeah, naked. Crooked is another nice one. Crooked means torcido. You can have a crooked nose. That picture on the wall is crooked. We need to straighten it. Está torcido. Sí, el cuadro ese. It's crooked. Can you straighten it a bit? No, it's still crooked. Um, down a bit to the left. Yeah, on the left side, down a bit. Yeah, that's it. It's no longer crooked. One you may have come across if you've ever read any fairy tales in English is the adjective wicked. Now, wicked means malvado. Um, you often talk about the wicked wizard, the wicked witch, or in, in fairy tales like Snow White. Snow White is Blanca Nieves, yeah? Snow White. Um, you, you've, you've probably heard of the wicked stepmother. Now, the, the wicked stepmother Step, por cierto, ese prefijo quiere decir, es como el, el sufijo astro, astra en español. Your stepmother is tu madrastra. Your stepfather, tu padrastro. Yeah? Your stepbrother, hermanastro. Stepsister, hermanastra. Yeah? It's just the word step. S-T-E-P. By the way, that's one of the words on my uh, word map book. There's a whole word map on the word step. If you haven't checked that out, you should do by going to, uh, what's it called? Uh, tienda, uh, grupo, um, If you go to baguantienda.com, you can check out my word map book where you will find a whole word map on the word step. So step as a prefix means the same as the Spanish suffix astro or astra. In the story of Snow White, you get the wicked Stepmother. Now, the original story of Snow White, I think, was written by the, uh, by the brothers Grimm, los hermanos Grimm, and they didn't talk about Snow White's wicked stepmother. The wicked witch in the original Snow White story wasn't Snow White's stepmother. It was Snow White's mother. But Disney, Walt Disney, decided to change that. He thought, well, we don't want children thinking their mother can be wicked. Let's make her a step mother. Similarly, in uh, Cinderella, 
And if yentos, you also have a wicked stepmother, don't you? Another wicked stepmother character. Okay, some more adjectives. Uh, beloved. My beloved parents. Uh, beloved means amado. We don't say beloved. My beloved parents. Yeah. Um, my beloved family. Learned. Which means doctor. My learned tutor from university. He was ex an extremely learned man. Not a learnt man. He was a learned man. Dogged is another nice one. D-O-G-G-E-D. -G -G -E which doesn't have anything to do with dogs. Um, dogged means tenacious. Tenaz. We can talk about someone having dogged determination. Or thanks to her dogged resolve, she achieved her goals. Jagged. I always think of the, that, that, uh, suspense, that horror film, was it? Um, Jagged Edge. Um, have you seen Jagged Edge? Jagged means cerrado. And the jagged edge, of course, is the, the serrated or jagged edge of the knife, the murder weapon. I think it's with Jeff Bridges, if I remember rightly. Jagged edge. Rugged is another one, which means duro. You can talk, if you're talking about a rocky landscape, you can describe that landscape as rugged. Yeah, uh, we went through this incredibly rugged landscape for about half an hour on the train. That is all we have time for. We didn't have time for blessed, which means bendito, or for wretched, disgraciado, or aged, my aged parents, for example. But anyway, we'll be back very soon for some more. <laughs> if I've got a voice left, English, English. See you soon, Nacho. Thank you. Ciao. Los cursos trimestrales de Baugan son programas presenciales muy exigentes e intensos cuyo objetivo es aprender a hablar inglés, por lo que el enfoque es 100% oral. Podrás elegir entre una o dos clases semanales de dos horas, dos horas y media o tres horas en horario de mañana o tarde, siendo compatibles con cualquier horario laboral. Tres meses de formación continua donde el alumno irá mejorando el nivel de forma progresiva y constante. Llama ya, infórmate en el 911 33 Comienza bien el año con nuestros trimestrales. 911335833. Personaliza tu horario y elige las clases que mejor se ajusten a tus necesidades. Porque aprenderás con nuestro método, aprenderás